Welcome everyone to the Mr. Mike Show. Mr. Mike is on a mission to explore the unique stories of inspiring personalities from different career paths. On this podcast, he interviews guests from all kinds of backgrounds and discusses their life experiences, successes, and failures. Every episode is an insightful, engaging conversation that will leave listeners feeling inspired. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope not to talk too much. Uh, no, you can talk as much as you want. Just uh, ask whatever you want, no matter what you want. Don't be afraid to ask anything because uh, I worked in prison for six years. I've seen and heard it all, so I'm okay. Spirit Medium Daniel. That's your name. That's the name you go by. You've been surrounded by spirits your entire life, and you have the ability to communicate and spirit bond. Uh, spirit bloomed when you turned 50. You communicate with spirits and angels and notably archangels. So I don't even usually I ask people to go back and talk about their beginning of like, how did you get into teaching or how did you become an author? And we'll get to your book that you, you have on the back. Let's talk about how it happened. How did you become a spirit medium? Uh, in the very beginning, I've, I've seen spirits ever since I was three. And, and my family and I, uh, my mom and dad, my two brothers and sister grew up in New Jersey uh, on the Delaware River. And uh not on the door herself, but next to it. <laughs> and uh, we had a house there in town, and it had a right, we we're right on the edge of town. And there was a battlefield there uh, with a uh, hospital on it where the Hessians fought. And uh, that's uh, that's where it all began. Everyone around that area was seeing things in our homes uh, as well as our own. Uh, to the point of like one time, I, my brothers and I were downstairs watching TV and my sister's uh, record player turned on upstairs. But, you know, this is back in the 70s when you had to pick a record up and you flip the little switch and you drop a record down. But the, the unusual part was, or crazy part was, that uh, not that that wasn't crazy enough, was that it would switch records. So it would take a record off and put another one on. So, yeah, they were letting us know that they were there, um, you know, moving the ashtrays and turning radios on and off and all kinds of things. And then... Uh, and that happened all the way up until I was uh, 17. Um, then my parents and I, my one brother, moved down to Delaware. And uh, no one else was seeing him at that point. It was just me. Uh, I I played in a band back in the 80s. And and I had the big hair and the zebra-striped spandex and all that stuff. And and I, I came from home from a gig and laid down in bed. And when I did, uh, something just kept laying down next to me. It, I could feel the bed move. I could feel it vibrating. And the pillow would uh, squish down, and uh, and then uh, that happened like three or four times, and then I rolled over in bed, and something, whatever was there, picked up the blanket that was on top of me and brought it up to the ceiling, and then shook it above me, and then it dropped it on me, and then from that point on, Mike, I slept on the couch for two years because I was scared shitless. But uh, <clears throat> these are these are things we, we you get used to it after a while, you know. It's kind of like when we're kids and our mom and dad feed us green beans, and then thirty years later, you love green beans. Why you get used to it, and uh, but. These things would happen on a just a on not more than an occasional event. This would happen daily, um, and so this happened a lot uh, all the way up into my twenties, thirties, forties. Right before I turned fifty, I uh, my wife went away on vacation, and uh, she was gone for two weeks. And for that two weeks. Uh, I saw everything you can imagine that was in a scary movie going on in my house for two weeks. And uh, so we sought out help, uh, tried to get a priest to come to the house to do a uh, do an exorcism, but he didn't want to come. And 
doesn't make a difference. That stuff's bull crap anyway. It doesn't work. Paranormal group came to the house and they checked everything out. They got so much information from my house that by the time they got done, uh, they got out on the front lawn. Uh, they quit. They didn't want to come back. I mean, they had me uh, in the bedroom one time uh, at night. Uh, they would uh, come in with a box and they had me pretending to sleep. And they would ask it questions. You know, but as soon as they turned it on, the damn thing started speaking words. Helen, Paul, Wendy, Michael said unique, special energy, light. And then when they started asking questions, it went on for about 10 minutes. And then uh, uh, every time they asked a question, it answered, but it answered in full sentences where they asked at one time, are you here to harm Daniel? And uh, the voice came out and said, no, we are not here to harm Daniel. We love Daniel. We love Daniel's light. Daniel is the light. When it said I was the light, I was kind of like, what the hell does that mean? I couldn't figure it out. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they took pictures around the house, digital photos. And every time it was me in the picture, saw 15 or 20 light orbs completely surrounding me. So there there was definitely something going on. And But the best part about that was that someone else was there witnessing it as well, not just my wife and I. So it was being documented. But uh, uh, I mean, when they got done with the um, with that spirit box thing, I went out back out to the room after they left and uh, and uh I said to my wife, what's going on? And she said, I don't know. They're having a big discussion. And then they turned around and said, the, I said, hey, you got all that information. And they were like, well, there's an issue, Mr. Jackson. And I was like, what do you mean issue? And, and they said, well, uh, we can get that thing to spit out a couple of words here and there, but it, it never says sentences. And I was like, yeah, but it says sentences for like 10 minutes. And they said, yeah, that's the issue. We're, we're, we got to figure that out. And I said, it wasn't anything bad, but I mean, it was crazy because when they, when they first showed up, they showed up in their little van and it had a little insignia on it. And I, I just thought to myself, I didn't think about it until when that happened that, holy crap, I don't want to be this kind of famous, you know, because people are going to start thinking they got the Blair Witch Project going on next to their homes, you know, something like that. But uh, unfortunately, they did. They just didn't realize it. But uh, they do now. But <laughs> but not so much because... Uh, not anymore. I, I, we moved out from there. And uh, and that's the basis of all of this. It's all about me. Uh, they follow me everywhere I go. No matter where I go, they follow me everywhere. But uh, yeah, they uh, left and they were supposed to come back six weeks later. And they said, they he called, I called him up and finally got a hold of him after six weeks. And um, he said, we're not coming back. And the queen, the, the team quit. And uh, I said, do you, can you come back and help me? He said, I just don't feel comfortable going into your house. He said, yeah, well, it usually takes 10 or 15 houses. You know, we got it from one house and he said, I'm not comfortable with that. So, so yeah, we ended up finding five mediums and they all told me the same story. One of them in particular, one of them made it clear. She, um, she had me, she, I, when I got a hold of her, she said she wanted me to go to one of her shows to see how she does it. And I didn't know what she meant by that, but we showed up and I didn't tell her I was coming, but uh, as soon as I walked in the room, she locked eyes on me, like just kind of followed me through the room and watched me sat down. And I turned to my wife and said, man, that was kind of creepy and freaked my wife out, wife out a little bit too. So uh, by the end of the show, I went down to introduce myself and, and she said, oh, Daniel, yeah, I, I talked to you at uh, a couple of weeks ago. I said, yeah. She said, I want you to wait till everybody leaves because uh, you and I need to talk. And I was like, it was that feeling like uh, you would get when you're a kid and your teacher says, okay, you got to stay till after class. We got to talk. And I was like, oh man, something ain't going to be good for this. And she said, so uh, I get it that you see a lot of spirit. I said, yeah. I said, ladies, like being in a room with a thousand people, except nobody leaves and more just keep coming in. And I don't know who they are. I just see 
all these faces and skulls and all this other stuff. And, and, uh, and she was like, Oh, I said, yeah, I see these skulls floating around with red eyes and fangs and all this stuff. And she said, well, they're, they're, they're coming to you. And I said, what do you mean by that? She said, they're coming to you because, uh, when spirit sees you, just like the way I'm seeing you, when spirit sees you, they see your body frame, but they see a light inside of you. She said, I don't see that. I said, what do you see? She said, you look like a big giant ball of light, like a beacon of light. And she said, they're coming to you like I'm off to a flame. And I was like, hmm, okay. And she said, she said, I said, why are they coming to me? She said, because they think that you have a light into heaven. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What, what am I supposed to do with that? And she said, well, you got to make a big decision. I said, what do you mean? She said, you got to go home and have a talk with God and decide what you're going to do with this because you're either going to hold on to it or you're going to let it go. And I said, oh, she said, I know you don't want to let it, let it go. I said, no. I said, it's been my, my entire life. I said, but if I could do something with it, if I could help these, whoever these spirits are, keep coming to my house, you know, I'll help them. But she said, well, I guess you got a big decision to make. So I did. I went home and talked to my wife about it. And then I asked my wife, I said, you know, what do I do? How do I, how do I talk to God? What do I say? She said, how do you talk to God any other time? I said, yeah, yeah. My wife is very good at that, putting things into perspective for me. But uh, so I went in the bedroom and sat down and kind of went like this one. Hey, God, uh, I don't know what it is, what you want me to do here, but if whatever it is, it's going to help these people or help you. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I don't, it doesn't make a difference. I said, you just guide me to the way and I'll do whatever it is you want me to do. Then, just like that, I walked out of the room and said to my wife, okay, did it. And then the next day, everything changed. And then from that point on, it just progressed more and more to a point where I stopped seeing all the skulls and other scary stuff that I was seeing and because it was, it was pretty bad. And then and now I'm able to see faces, but still, it, when I, I see so many faces in a day, it's like walking through a mall and you try to pick out one. Good luck. Uh, and and they're all talking to you. Good luck. So uh, yeah, it's like being in a crowded room or in a restaurant, and every, you can hear everybody talking, but you can hear every single conversation that's going on. And sometimes they're with everybody, other people. Sometimes they're with me. I just, but I've I've learned to develop this. I met with a group of people, all women who were all experienced mediums, and I was the the uh, the novice. And then they helped me to figure out what was going on, and then I've developed it since then. Well, it sounds like it sounds like a sixth sense that I would say the majority of people don't have. People have it. You're born with it, but not everyone is meant to keep it. As I always tell people, some people are meant to be teachers and others are just meant to be students. Going back to when you were three years old and, and the things you used to see uh, growing up in my family's house, uh, we grew up in like a in a two story house duplex with a basement, first floor, second floor. Oh, yeah. You had spirit in the house, didn't you? Uh, from a young age, I remember seeing things all the time, dishes moving, something calling my name for years, years. Up and, uh, Nothing's happened recently, but as I would go back, say it's been about a year since I've, I've heard anything. But my sister and my mother always said it to me and that, you know, you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, ma, don't worry about it. And, uh, and I, we've seen tall figures. We've, you know, the room's gone cold when it's warm in the summer. Yeah. Just strange things. I've seen globes. I've had similar situations with the blankets. Uh, they kind of like got pulled off the bed. And I think when we were there's two there's a there's a family that lives in there. There's a there's a husband and wife and two children and a dog. 
well a, a baby had died in the back room yeah in that house prior to my parents buying it and moving in there and I, I remember specifically and I lived in I I grew up and I lived in that back room where the, supposedly that baby had had died so and I remember always seeing something creepy small sitting and then you know as the years passed my my grandmother my family my father's side's Italian and they got this um this doll and that's about three feet high wears a yellow dress curly hair as a, a girl a doll and it would sit in a rocking chair in a corner and my mother grandmother had got it for my sister but for whatever reason it was in the room all the time I would petrified of that thing <laughs> I always thought it was following me and looking at me and moving and eventually after a couple of years it went downstairs to the basement and uh, my friends at this point were, were older 15 16 17 and they were they were freaked out too they said like we can't we can't deal with this like these are these are big guys you know what it is the doll yeah that's a doll. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a doll, but spirit can move those things and can move chairs that they're sitting in and stuff like that. But it's a they cannot possess you or they cannot possess something. They, yeah, uh, they can they can manipulate it to move it and stuff like that. But like they can't actually possess it. That's uh, that's TV and movies getting into your mind and and uh, and then changing the way you think about things but yeah i was the one who always said it's you know it's arms move position or it's heads move position things like that it's not like i walked across the room or anything like that so sure. <laughs> but as sure. you got yeah exactly but as you got older like your keys were in different places or yeah. yeah the radio got turned on we had a we had a grandfather clock in the dining room and every time it would stop probably get like a five minute delay and get a phone call be like oh so and so died and a lot of weird things like that would happen in our house growing up and um you know and i moved out in my 20s uh i had something fall i can solve that one that one thing uh doesn't make a difference if you fall off the top of a building get hit by a car get covid uh you get um uh, you have uh, uh suicide anything um no matter what everyone dies <laughs> you just do it's not about it's just we got oh it, it's uh you hear it because it's a, it's a time or a place or something like that. No one dies suddenly. No one dies uh, too young or too soon or or anything like that. Everyone just dies. It's just when we hear about it, it's just news, you know, and it's like, oh, oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, oh, well, it happened to be three o'clock. Eh, it could have been 259. It doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. In those circumstances, it was my family always held like a, a special thing for that because every time it would happen, it was always a close family member or relative. And it happens to be like that. But anyways... Having having rambled on for a little bit, I, I've experienced some weird things growing on, and people used to make fun of me, especially in school, because uh, they wouldn't want to hear my stories about the dishes moving, and they still make fun of me to this day. But they always uh, the kids around me uh, when I was growing up always wanted to hear those stories. I had one kid who wanted to come to my house because he wanted to experience it for himself. He was over there for probably two or three hours, and all of a sudden the radio just turned on, and when it did, uh, we were eating some sandwiches, and he turned white as a ghost and just took off out of my house. Never came back. But every time after that, he was always he would always tell that story, like at school or something like that. And I would just sit there and go, yeah. And he'd walk away. I go, man, and he was scared shitless too. <laughs> I mean, he ain't telling you that, but he was scared shitless. He ran out of my house. So yeah. The one time I wasn't afraid was uh, Christmas Eve. I was sitting in the basement with uh, my one of my best friends, and you know whatever it was, two o'clock in the morning. We were just sitting down, hanging out, and. and you know, there was a bookshelf on the side and all of a sudden I, we see all these books on the bookshelf just fall down. And I look at him and he looks at me and he says, did you see those feathers? And I said, did you see that flash of light? But we saw two different things. And it was just kind of like he saw like a flash of light, like Phew. it was very um, 
I mean, we both saw different things, but it was an interesting experience. Like we weren't afraid. It was kind of like, you know, we both experienced something, but we couldn't quite pinpoint it. Yeah. What it was, but things like that would happen. Energy, things like that would happen throughout life. But uh, yeah, yeah, still do. Yeah, still do. <laughs> um, in the last couple of years, I've been hearing uh, piano playing. We have no piano in the house. Yeah, my wife and I hear a radio uh, playing, but there's uh, when the radio is not turned on. And uh, hasn't happened uh, recently. I say that like last year, maybe it was last time I heard it. But you know, piano playing. But whatever, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. As long as it's not interrupting your life, then don't worry about it. I mean, you know, the the only time you really have to worry uh, about anything is if you do have a negative energy that's in your house. But most of the time, negative energies are in the house because negative energy is attracted to negative energy. So um, what people don't understand is nine times out of 10, it's them who is allowing this negative energy to come in because they are negative people. But they don't want to tell you that part They want because they want to make a good story out of it. Interesting. Yeah. So during this time, you you learned to become a medium and you and you worked with all these people to, to hone your skills. And yeah. then since then, you've been working primarily as a medium or? Uh, yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I call myself a spirit medium. I don't go with psychic. I, although I, I do get psychic messages, um, but I don't call myself a psychic because when you do, then people want to come up to you and say, hey, what, what color am I thinking? Or what am I thinking right now? And I, was, I don't know what you're thinking, but I think you're a bonehead for asking me that. I think you should go away because most people think you're a bonehead too. And they go, oh, whatever. And so, but uh, yeah, you, I, I, and with that, uh, people come to me, I have a website and they come to me or, or if they see me at one of these uh, venues that we do, like we just did last weekend. And, uh, They'll come up to me and they'll they'll get a reading because they want answers from God because that's what I do. I don't I don't necessarily I can get answers from spirit if they want to connect, but that's the one misconception out there in this world. But because again, TV and movies, you know, they they screw a lot of things up, and then there's a lot of these fake mediums out there too who screw a lot of things up and fake psychics. If your mom and dad wants to talk to you, they will, just like they did here. But if they don't want to, they won't. And you, there's nothing that I can do to make your mom and dad come here and talk to you. Because if they don't want to, they just won't. Sometimes if they don't want to, they might send someone else or maybe not send anyone else at all. Because we have spirit guides that give us messages all the time. And that's the usual problem. We get messages all the time from spirit guides, but we don't freaking listen. We just want to. We want it to be a secret, special message from the other side, from our mom, telling us that she hid the money in the in the side of the walls or something like that. But they don't care about that stuff, and people don't need people need to get that because you know they they don't care about money because they don't have money where they are. They care about your happiness and care about you get, getting your life straightened out and getting you to the point where you can fulfill your purpose and not have to come back again. That's what they are concerned with. You know, they're concerned with you not. Being or not being with the right or being with the right people and staying away from the, the wrong people who are leading you off the track that you need to be. And that's what they're concerned with. <clears throat> Everyone wants this magic trick to happen or get this magical answer that's going to turn them into uh, so something super smart now. But the, the, the spirit who have crossed over your mom and dad, they they are more aware of where they are and they know a little bit more. 
but not they're not angels like people want them to believe. Like, oh, my grandmother's now an angel. It doesn't happen that way. In order to be an angel, it takes a different type of uh, commitment, and that's a that's a very large commitment, and takes a very, very long time. It's not you know your grandmother may have been a wonderful person, but she's not an angel now. And then people don't people want to say, oh, I have guardian angels with me. No, you have spiritual guides with you. You don't have angels with you because your spirit guides are helping you with daily things. You don't need angel type guidance for daily things. You don't need an angel with you to go buy a freaking coffee. Okay. So you have angels with you and archangels even more prominently to, to be with you because you're, you're performing a specific task that God wants you to do. And you are aware of this task and it's on a greater, uh, a greater thing out there. You're, you're helping lots and lots of people. And, that, and that's what that's all about for helping lots and lots of people. It's not about your stupid egotistical bullcrap that you've got going on because if you got that going on, you don't need angels with you to tell take uh, help you take selfies all day so you can post it on Facebook. Because if you're th posting a thousand selfies all day, you have an egotistical problem. You have a self-esteem problem. Go get that fixed, you know, and then work on something else. But uh, but I, I get in contact. Where I get my information from is I'm getting it from archangels. And one of the reasons why I have them with me is because my one of my main abilities is I cross spirit over into the light. Uh, but they, and because they, I do that, they, the spirit asks me questions. I need to get answers. I ask them questions. They give me the answers. I give it back to them. If a dog talks to me, I hear it as English. If a cat talks to me, I hear it as English. But I get the questions answered for them. Because I can get the answers, question, those questions answered for them, I can get questions and answers for everybody. So if someone asks me a question, I get the answer. Here's the issue with it, Mike. Everybody comes to me for an answer from God, and I give it to them. But usually, they don't like it. You know why? Because they want their own truth and not the actual truth. That's why. Interesting. Have you have you ever had anybody come to pay for a service and then be completely upset and say, I want them my money back? No, but I have gotten up and left re readings uh, uh, quite a few times. Because of the clients? Uh, because people don't want to tell me the truth. Um, so I get touched on my face for yes and no answers. When I get a no, it feels like a it feels like a tears running down my face. Mm -hmm. When I got a yes, I get touched across my face here, and that's by an archangel that's doing it at, at that time. I was doing a reading. Uh, I remember it's in my book one time, and these uh, two women. I did one woman uh, her reading, and then the other woman. She started asking me questions. When she did, the first question I always ask is, "Is this person telling me the truth?" And I got touched. No, and I said, "So she's asking me manipulative questions." Yes. And I said, because she wants her own truth. Yes. I said, okay. And I stopped the reading and I said, look, I said, you're going to have to ask, ask me truthful questions because you're not asking me truthful questions. You're trying to manipulate the questions because you want to have power and control over your partner because you don't really care about her. You just want to have power and control over her. And then I turned to her partner and said, do you hear what I'm saying here? It's like Bill Engvall, the com comedian. Here's your sign. She doesn't love you and she doesn't care about you. She just worries about controlling you. And that's it. So here's your sign. And then I turned around and so, so now ask me truthful questions. And she looked at me and she said, how did you know that? I said, because you can't fucking lie to the medium. That's how. Okay. Don't, don't try to bullshit me. You can't, you can't lie to spirit. So uh, she asks me these truthful questions and I, I start giving her the answers. Then she starts humming. <laughs> I mean, right in my face. And I was like, I said to her girlfriend, I said, is she humming? And the girlfriend says, yeah, she does that to me all the time. 
So it's because she's blocking you out because she doesn't like the truth. And that's what she's doing with me. And I stood up and said, here's your money. Have a great day. A level of disrespect. Well, thankfully, it was not too often. So yeah, uh, no, it's not too often. But because usually when I uh, when I give them that indication that I know that they're lying to me, they turn around real quick. Well, talk, talking about your book, uh, The New Beginning, My Awakening as a Spirit Medium. Tell us about your book. Uh, the book is a chronological order story about how everything happened to me from being three years old up until now. It's got all the stories in there from everything that happened from the uh, from the voices that I heard uh, that I know were coming from angels that were talking to me uh, to everything that happened during those uh, that session with uh, the uh, paranormal group and everything before that as well. All the other things that I've seen. Uh, that went on in my house, but then went on everywhere that I went, uh, all the way up and in th- through uh, the time of my development as becoming this, and then pretty much into right now. And then at the very end of the book, there is a chapter 12 that is called The Basics. And these are 25 channeled messages because there's a lot of things I can do. I, I channel, um, but I also get messages from Spirit that they talk to me all the time. And then I also get, um, I, I'm getting spoken to from archangels. I mean, so much now that my own thoughts are no longer mine. I'm only about 15% me. Everything else is them, 85%. In the very beginning, when I first started, it was it was like 95% me and 5% them. And it has progressed since then. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I wrote the book, because I'm losing so much of my memory. Uh, because I'm having to do other things for them. So uh, uh, facilitate someone else within me. So it, it's those these 25 messages are, are channeled messages from my spirit guides of what God wants us to do, how he wants us to, to treat each other and to look at each other and to try to become better people ourselves and help other people to become better people so that we're not tearing each other down. Because uh, the message I always tell people is we all live on the same planet and no one's going anywhere anytime soon, so we better start to get along with each other before we annihilate each other. And if we don't get ourselves correct, then that's where we're headed. And I don't want that. They don't want that. It seems to have, uh, especially during the pandemic, it seems that a lot of more, a lot more negativity has been thrown around, and people yeah. are more um, confrontational. Yeah, the pandemic was the catalyst for everything. Uh, we, my wife and I had channeled a message, and we were told two and a half years prior to uh, COVID coming that it was coming. We were telling people when I was doing festivals how to prepare and all that stuff. And uh, when it actually came, uh, they told us about a mo- another message right, right before it, about a month before it in January, that it was coming very soon. And when it came, I got a bunch of messages from people who said they were glad they listened to me because... I, they prepared for everything. And then, because uh, I mean, at that point, I had three years worth of toilet paper. I knew what was coming. So, uh, and then uh, after that, I got like 20 messages from people who said they wished they would have listened to me. They thought I was crazy. I said, I'm not crazy. Are you going to listen to me now? So they do. That They wish they listened to you because then you would have had three years of toilet paper but with yeah, them as well, you know? Yeah. That's funny because everybody did run out and buy toilet paper during yeah. during the pandemic. But yeah, we had, we had plenty of that. And we have we have plenty of everything and now but as i'm trying as i've been trying to tell people for the past couple of years since that uh to prepare for much worse because much worse is coming than that and uh make sure you have plenty of food and water and 
and uh, beans and rice and salt and all that medical supplies, plenty of clothes and stuff like that. You want to have warm clothes because when 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 things get start getting turned off, it's going to be an issue. So I've been telling people that, and uh, nobody wants to hear it. No, so. no, they don't. No, but so so you know what? What I've I've been told from uh, another channel messages. In order for this world to move forward, there must be less of us. And how much is less of us, they told us? Two-thirds. Two-thirds will have to go away. And there's only one way they really go away. But in order for that world to move forward, that's what's going to happen. What is that two-thirds? That is the resistance. That is the negative energy that will go away. And the positive energy will move forward at that point. But I will tell you one thing. It states in the, in the end of my book, the end is coming. Instead of my book saying, you know, the end, my book says something else. That's what the new beginning is. The new beginning is not about me. The new beginning is about people. Sadly, I have to agree with you because I've been, I've been, I've been following a lot of just politics and 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 things for the last twenty years. And I, politics, huh? I, my wife came in the living room and she sat and she says, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I said, I, I think, I think I understand now." She goes, "What? I think, I, I think what's happening is more biblical." than it is um that's how i phrased it like sure more biblical than than what we're seeing like it's not face value what we see face value is not really what's going on it's about oh, something else not. right no absolutely not no what's what's behind uh is is there are people in this world there are one percent of the people who are in control of everything and they're trying to put forth this this grand reset you know this great reset and this new world order but in order for that to happen Things are going to go shitty, but hopefully it'll go shittier in another way where those people go away. That's the only way that this gets fixed. Because if we don't, because what Spirit tells me, there's two ways this is going to go. One way is goes complete anarchy, and then everyone's fighting out in the streets. It's going to be like the Walking Dead TV show, except minus the zombies. There's not going to be zombies or anything. But uh, it will go to that, and then eventually we will climb out of this. We will work towards something better. For ourselves, for each, for each other, for humanity, or it goes the other way. And if it goes the other way, we're going to be living in Nazi Germany here. Yeah, and that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. So you know, I don't. I, when I tell people, you know, go out and get as much food and water as you can, because people are going to come to your house and ask for food the first time. The second time, they're not asking. Well. <laughs> Let's hope we get a, get thrown a hail mary or some kind of miracle happens that we don't have. Hail to. mary, yeah, yeah. No, the only hail mary that's going to help us is us, us helping ourselves, and that's what I'm trying to do. That's the message I'm trying to bring to to tell people out there that we got we have to wake up, stand up, and take the power back. We are we can be in control of the situation because we used to be in control, but we we relinquished the power a long time ago. We need to take it back. And we can do that. We can do that as a people. We have to stop looking at each other as different colors and different religions and start looking at each other as what we all are, human, and, and take care of the issue. But we have to stand up and do that. And we have to stop, you know, spending money frivolously and, and, and thinking that everything's going to be okay and the government's going to take care of everything. Who do you think? Yeah, I mean, they don't care about us. I mean, they... You get into office, and then next thing you know, they're all millionaires. How does that happen? Because they are they are caring about each other themselves and not caring about us. So, so we have to stand up and take the power back. We have to we have to wake up and walk into office and say, you know what, you're all fired, and let's move on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And then, but we have to do that in a 
in a positive way. I'm not saying go out there and start killing everybody. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we need to learn to work together. Positively. Yes, positively, yes. And hopefully that will happen. I have faith. I have faith. Good. We, good have, to do. we have to have faith. I think that's yeah. the only way, right? Faith in ourselves, absolutely. Because you could do anything you want to do in this world as long as you have faith in yourself. Don't let anybody else tell you that you can't do anything because they don't know who you are. Wise words. Going forward, we're going to get to your uh, YouTube channel, uh, Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, that's our podcast. We have a podcast called Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. Me, that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's goofy, but I keep doing it now. And uh, and we have uh, lots of guests on there. Uh, I just did an interview uh, yesterday uh, with a woman who was talking about sleep paralysis. Now, I don't necessarily agree with what she was saying uh, because she was bringing a lot of biblical stuff into it that I just know is just... It's not true. There's no such thing as a devil. Sorry. But uh, but uh, she was bringing a lot of that into it. But I let other people talk about what they have to say. And, the, and they're mostly authors. or But we also have a lot of uh, other people in this space as well, like mediums and people who do tarot cards and, and UFOs. And had a Bigfoot guy on there. That guy was awesome, man. But uh, I'm trying to bring people the truth because... You know, I got sick and tired of the TV shows and that were not telling the truth. You know, they 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 lead you on for a bunch of crap. And then at the end of the show, they're like, hey, now we got some cool, new, exciting news to tell you. And then when it comes back, it's something you already know from 1970. So they try, they just try to egg you on. And a lot of it is disinformation as well. So so what we're trying to do is, is bring you the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. I, I don't care what the government thinks because they're, they're full of shit. You know, they're a bunch of used car salesmen. I, I, I'm not concerned about what they say. You know, I, I don't get into the conspiracy theories too much, but some of it is correct. And we had a woman uh, on the show. We, we, she didn't even want to be on camera. So we uh, titled it a uh, conversation with Jane Doe. So, uh, but uh, we're trying to bring as much truth as we can to people out there. So they know there's more than just one outlet to find something so so we have it on youtube but is it is also on you know apple google stitcher and that's just the one parts that are just audio but i do like to do a video uh because people like to see the faces they want to uh connect with that person they want to see the expressions so because if you don't see the expressions all the time you could think they're just talking out their, their butt but i'm able to talk to spirit all the time okay I see angels all the time, and I, I literally see them, what they look like. They're not men with wings, that's for sure. They don't have a shield and a sword, and they're not fighting a battle in heaven, that's for sure. But uh, but I see them all day long, and they talk to me all day, all day long. They they call me the Word of God, uh, and, and so that's what I do for them. But you know what else I do? My wife says to me, hey, Word of God, it's time to empty the dishwasher. So I do, <laughs> because I am. I'm still a human being as well. So, and that's the aspect that I'm trying to get across to people that yes, there are all these other people out there that we call famous. But again, you know, famous movie stars and TV stars and basketball players, players they're only famous because we make them famous. You know, we could take that fame away at any time. So I'm trying to bring regular people out there who also have a story to tell so other people can hear these stories so they can relate to them and go, yes, this is going on. So that's what we try to do with the show. 
I like it. Yeah, we're we're all regular people. We all, you know, put our pants on the same way and eat breakfast the same way and have dinner the same way. And uh, I don't know about sex. Everybody does that kind of weird. But uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. But hey, to, to each his own. You know, do do whatever makes you feel good. But we are all the same. You know, we all came from the same place. We can all go back to the same place if we choose. Because when you want to go home to heaven, that's a choice. That's not uh, you asking forgiveness for God. You're just uh, and. The, the willingness to want to cross over into the light will wash away all that pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, and anguish, and all that other mess that you learned how to have here because you learned it all. But if you don't want to do that, you can just remain here as an earthbound spirit. But I'm telling you, man, I see it all day long. There's nothing there. There is nothing there. They, there's no buildings, no trees, no nothing. I just see kind of like a land thing and just people walking around, interacting with each other. They are making out and doing other things. I see them doing that. Like watching a big giant spirit orgy, and I'm not invited. But there's nothing there. There's just nothing. You could do so much more if you crossed over into that light. But uh, it, it, heaven's not what you think it is. It's just another plane of existence. That's all it is. It's not some paradise. Everyone's sitting on the beach. Although you never know. But uh, yeah, the other place. There's just nothing going on. It's boring. I see a lot of a lot of them cro didn't cross over because of lots of different reasons. But uh, but a lot of them are lost as well, and they just don't know that they've passed away. So I cross them over a couple thousand of them at a time. But sometimes, I mean, I, I don't have to do that physically all the time. They just cross over through me all the time. Flashes of light go off around me all the time. People are like, what the hell was that? Well, I try to explain it to them because they yeah. don't. Yeah. I, I want to ask you because you said the, the devil doesn't exist. Yeah. There might be a guy walking around with tails and a horn. Yeah. But he's not torturing anybody. He just looks like that because that's where he looks like where he comes from. Because if people think we're the only world with something on it, no. Interesting. If you had to provide everybody with a concept of what actually exists, because most people believe that there's a heaven and there's a hell. But from what you're describing, there's our plane of existence. When you pass, you either stay and you're in limbo or you pass over to the next plane. Oh, it's not limbo. Yeah. You're, you're there because you chose to be there. You're just wandering around here on this planet if you had came from another planet and you decided not to go into into the light you would just wander around your own planet as well but yeah they're not in limbo they're there purposely and they want to be there some of them do cross over later on because you can cross over anytime you want to you just have to want to have the willingness to want to do that but uh, no they're there because they want to be I've, I've talked to a bunch of them they don't want to cross over what happens is, you know, when you wake up out of your body, you look down, you see your body, you go, hmm, I guess I don't need that anymore. And you take a step to the left, you look to the right, a light's going to turn on. And that's your personal light. And you either walk into that light or you don't. But what happens is when you wake up out of your body, you get all the perfect memories of your life here. Plus, you get all the perfect memories of all your other previous lifetimes. And when you know you've been here 26, 27, 28 times, you're going to know if you walk into that light, there's a possibility you might have to come back again. And you know you've had a bunch of hard lifetimes and hard experiences. And you may think to yourself, I don't want to do that again. So you just don't. And you stay here. It's not It's not horrible there. No one's being tortured. No one's burning. None of that stuff. Because they want you to think you're going to burn, but you're pure energy at that point. So if you lit a match and one of them went up in flames, don't you think all of them would go up in flames? Right. So, but they want you to think about your body is going to be burning, your body is going to be tortured and all that stuff, but your body doesn't go with you. Just doesn't. You are still you. You just 
don't go with this. But you are more than you now because you get all the memories back from all the other lifetimes. But you become very aware. Yeah, but they don't, they're not in limbo. But yeah, there's no one going around torturing anybody. Because there isn't. We judge ourselves a thousand times a day. Why does God need to do it once more? Because he doesn't. When you cross over into, into light and go to what we call heaven, no one sees God. You just don't. It's got a whole heck of a lot more to do than just walk up to you and go, hey, how's it going, Mike? <laughs> hmm. He's got more to do. You look up in the sky and you see all that outside of our galaxy, all these other galaxies. He's doing that. You'll see what we call angels and archangels. And you'll see Jesus walking around. But you know what else you see? You don't just see the two or 300 people you met here. You see everybody because you know everybody. Because that's where you come from. The soul family. This is just basically a big God experiment. He wants you to learn things and fulfill a purpose. And if you do, that's the main thing. If you don't fulfill the purpose, that's why you keep coming back over and over again. We do it throughout our lives that we come here, but not enough. He wants us to learn to do it enough. Then when you, the goal is when you get done, you punch your dance card enough times, and then you get to go home and stay home. Or you don't. It makes sense. The more, the more, the way you're describing it, it makes sense. You know why it makes sense? Because your soul is picking up on it and going, yes, correct. When my wife came in that living room that day and asked me what I felt like, what was wrong, and I was explaining to her about what was everything going on, and it was biblical and all that stuff, I, I had... She sat down and was like, what do you think? I said, I, I described loosely something of what how you're describing to her. And I'm like, I think I think that's where the souls come from. And and, and I, don't, I mean, I can't paraphrase even what I said because I don't remember it. But it it just it it rings a bell. Like it, to me, it makes sense. Like, a, you know, you know, when you get butterflies in your stomach, it's not butterflies. Yeah. These are uh, it just it, uh, it resonates with it, it resonates. Yeah. yeah, it resonates with it. You know, it's not there. Physical things like cars, books. Oh, yeah, that book, that book they call the Bible. Yeah, it's yeah. not there. Because you know why? It's not real there. Just the same thing. as It's not real here either. Interesting. Yeah. It's all brought to you by the people who want to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live it and give them 10%. How did they know about 10% back then? Because the people who came up with that stuff, the people who wrote the books, kings and queens. That's how. Yeah. And we still have them in place today. We just call them presidents and governments. We gave them the power a long time ago. It's time to take it back. Time to take it back. Stand up. Agreed. So uh, just touching upon your social media links before we wrap up. Sure. Uh, so we touched about your YouTube channel slash podcast, Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. You have yes. your webpage, spiritmediumdaniel.com. Everybody can go there, check out your services about you, check out some reviews. They can contact you. They can even get an autographed book if they want. Yeah, they can get they can do that uh, on Beyond the Veil. With, uh, that's uh, www.beyond-the-veil.com, and they can find it on there as well. And yeah, they can order autographed copy. I actually have a couple of them I have to sign uh, today and send out today as well. But uh, yeah, and then or if they see me somewhere when we're doing reading someplace, they can uh, get an autographed copy there as well. And you're also on Facebook, Spirit Medium Daniel. Yes, yeah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Are you anywhere else? Are you on Twitter or? Um, I have a Twitter name, but I don't hang out on Twitter. Okay. Uh, although uh, I have to do a an interview with a guy tomorrow. I, he's overseas somewhere, Scandinavia, something like that. So I had to sign up for this thing called Telegram. 
I've never even heard it, of it. Right. And it's kind of like a Facebook type thing, except there's no ads oh. for now. You know, <laughs> you know, when it, it, it'll get corrupted later on. That's everything. <laughs> does. But uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I had to get on there and I had, there's a bunch of people who were on my contacts were on it. And they were like, as soon as I popped on there, I got like a bunch of messages. Oh, Daniel, we're so glad you're here. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I try to be as many places as I can, but it's 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 primarily YouTube and it's primarily that and Facebook. Uh, I just, I don't do the TikTok because I find TikTok to be ridiculous. Um, well, it's a young, yeah, it's a young person's game. It's for like the, yeah. it's for the teeny boppers, you know? Yeah, and I'm not about that. You know, uh, the, they're very closed-minded and they don't want to open their minds. But that's okay, because I know where everyone's going. But there's uh, <laughs> a trick to that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but so I, tr I try to primarily stay where the where I can I can get my word out at a constant rate all the time and try to try to. I'm not here to change on anyone's mind or anyone's religion, but I'm here to open up their minds, open up their hearts, and try to get them to think a little bit more, to 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 pay attention to what's actually going on, and 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 hopefully get them to notice that hey, we need some change here. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. And but I can't do it all day long. I'm not going to do it on TikTok. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, tweet all day long. I mean, so I don't know what's the word for that elitist for me and i'm not about that at all so hey you don't have you don't have to be everywhere to get your message out so right as long as it gets out. i know this podcasting thing does get it out um i've done interviews i've done um readings <laughs> readings for people who heard me on other podcasts i did a podcast in the uk one time uh and then because doing that one somebody else heard me on that one and wanted me to be a guest on their show so it works out well, Daniel, I have to say it's been a pleasure having you on our show, and I look forward to keeping in contact with you. And if there's anything, feel free to email me. It's been, it's been, um, I want to say, not eye-opening, but whatever thing you said resonated with me 100%. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to... You keep up the good work. I'm, I'm trying to, and, and, and uh, you doing this as well is keeping up the good work at the same time. We all... We are all in this together, you know, not what the president said back in 2020. We have always all been in this together. And the only way we, we get through this together is by helping each other, you know. So so when you get the link for this, uh, just send it to me so I can put it out on everything. But as well, we have a, uh, a dedicated website for our show. And then what I do is other shows that I'm on, I put the link on the show for two reasons one so people can hear me but also hear another show yeah. that way they can find another show to listen to because we got to help each other as well perfect and that's what i'll do yeah we have so many shows recorded for our show that sit on our our desk desktop and my wife is editing them all the time so i don't have to do any um any more interviews for our show until next year's <laughs> there we go yeah that's how we do it you know get it done Thank you, everyone, for being a part of the Mr. Mike Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to your platform of choice. For more updates and exclusive content, visit our website at www.mrmikemtl.com. Stay relaxed, stay inspired, and we'll see you next time.